happiness is such a, a beautiful journey. Mm. Um, you know, it has its ups and downs, right? Whether it's in marriage, or whether it's in a career, you know, things are never perfect. But through love, you continue to persevere. You move from, you move from, and then through that storm, beautiful sun emerges. Right? And inevitably, another storm comes. And guess what? You ride that one out too. So I think love is a certain determination and persistence to go through the good times and the bad times with someone or something uh, that you truly love. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that other good stuff. It's still Jay, it's still Welly, VF. <laughs> I thought you were going to say deep thought. I, 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 th- I thought about it, but I was going to let you make it this week. I was going to let you make it this week. I appreciate that, man. Um, I, th- this week being um, the first week of February. I'm going to let your um, third eye take I see a lot of people tell Oh, jeez. I see a lot of people talking about January. It felt like a long month. They on that bullshit again. I, I felt like January was, was fairly a regular month. I didn't, I mean, obviously we had some monumental things happen, but January was fairly normal to me. Kind of breezed by, if I'm being honest. It, it was a long month to me. I felt For real? What I the hell felt... is that going Sorry, on? I don't know how to help with that. Here are other things you can try. Exactly. exactly. Okay. <laughs> but to me, it felt like a long month. I, I don't I just, like. I felt every thirty-one of those days. To be honest with you. Jeez. Well, what did you what did you do this month? Uh, I came back to Texas. Oh, that's right. Worked. Normal routine. It just you. I, I think it's coming so off. I think it's coming off of those three weeks of being in Texas. And then just getting back into a flow of life that really made it seem long. It was like another transition. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man, I, I guess I guess that's probably why it was different for me. I've actually taken a couple of days off this month to, to take care of some things. So I don't think I've worked a full a full work week this this month. I think I've had like a day off like each each week and like some half days here and there. Just taking care of shit. You know, did you know that you that you had to get a tetanus shot every ten years? I did not know that. I was I was shocked when my my doctor told me that. I was like, "You supposed to get a tetanus shot? Like y'all trying to just put some some vaccine in me? Y'all trying to kill me?" To, I thought it was based on exposure. That, that's what I thought. And I, when she told me that, I was like, "Damn, I'm you know, as a person that tries to be knowledgeable about health, like I've been coming, I've been you know, I've been going to the same doctor for a couple of years now." And, uh, well, I've been doing my, well, actually, I've been going to, uh, this, is my, this is the second doctor, I changed doctors, because I changed insurance. But, long story short, this is the first one that's told me that it's um, preferred, and I was like, I still never heard of that. I definitely thought it was all about exposure, which, in turn, she did say, like, yeah, you just never know, you know, a couple of years ago, you might have, you know, got scratched or an open wound, and you probably didn't, I was like, uh. I do get scratched do all but. the time. <laughs> Like, I, I was like, how did I even do that? Just have a random scratch and no explanation for it. 
It happened. Yeah, like I know I know uh, JJ, even with his job that he was telling me, he was like his job was trying to get him to take like multiple shots before he uh ships over to another uh, facility. And he looking at him like, that shit not normal. Like, who do you think just just goes out and just gets a bunch of fucking shots? Like, especially as an as an adult, like I kind of thought that shit was over. Like, I'm not a I the reason I don't really mess with the flu shot is based on the fact that the one time I got the flu shot, I got the flu. And I was like, damn. Never doing that again, but uh, yeah. Either way, I just I thought that was interesting, uh, interesting uh, nugget for the month. It's probably like the most interesting thing I learned this month. Oh, I also learned that Patrick Stewart has a, a girlfriend that's thirty eight years old. That shit is wild to me. Captain Picard, if you don't it, know, you, you, money makes you look past a lot of things. I'm not gonna lie to you. See that video? That's, you see that video I sent y'all? Yeah, it makes you look past a lot of things. Bruh, that economic attractiveness, like, I really can't wait till I could just get a woman that is kind of like a, a feminist, but a, a, a rational feminist, I guess, to where I can actually have a conversation with her. And I really would like her to tell me about this economic attractiveness, because that is just so wild to me that you're looking at a guy and you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's about a five or a six. And then another group of women see that same guy and they see his salary is 125 grand a year and they're like, oh, he's definitely a 9 or a 10. Y'all got to make it make sense. That's just wild <laughs> to me because, like, I- I'm hearing a lot of day. I'm hearing a lot now that um, the theory is uh, women love opportunistically and, and men love ideally, you know, so that's that's a that's a wild concept i think i said that right but but either way i just can't wait to actually have a conversation with somebody that explains that to me it it it, it opens my eyes to a lot of things because i would say since the age of 31 i've been noticing a lot of things about women that kind of went now that i'm where i'm at now mentally it, it really comes together like a jigsaw puzzle but anyways i do think what you um know? Two things. Start start to, to to tag off of that what you said. I do think when you're looking at the opposite sex from the perspective of not really trying to date them and to be with them, but just to gain knowledge of how they move and they interact, it gives you the it gives you a, a more in depth of of their mechanics. It's like watching a how-to, basically. And also, I think if you sit there you study them long enough, you're going to just completely hate them. And I think that's why a lot of women just say they hate men, because they've studied us to the point where, damn near anything we do, they've, they've, they've put us on a chessboard. And it's kind of like, okay, he's doing this to get to this point, and I hate him for doing it, because it might be manipulative or he holds an ulterior motive. And the same thing with watching a woman and her movements. Like, you know when, when she's trying to to corner you into something or she's trying to make you get to her point, but make it seem like you did it yourself. And that type of manipulation, I can see how it pissed people off. Yeah. I mean, manipulation in any, in any sense of the word is once you notice it, once you notice that you're being manipulated, you should get angry. And, um, like we've been like we talked about on the last episode that we recorded, you know, I've, I've been paying attention to social engineering a whole lot more, you know, since I've been an adult, and it's just wild to me that people are so conditioned to think certain things because of how they were manipulated. It's hard for them to break away from the chains of their 
being hypnotized by what they think is the righteous way to live. And it's sad because, you know, I think that eventually they're going to reach that point in their life that they're outraged. Like you just said about women, women tend to like me. I can never just sit here and say, I hate women because of the fact that, you know, like that's, that's the foundation of how I was raised. And I have a huge amount of respect for what women are and what they go through. But hence the earlier I said, talk to a rational feminist because that's my thing. Like, and I've come across women that are more close to rational than just hormonal, emotional and, and pissed off already. And, um, I think that's, I think that's important to understand that those are the type of people in general that I have a love for. Once I come across you and you seem irrational, you seem argumentative and just, just hostile. Like I'm automatically not going to, want to fuck with you but that doesn't mean i hate you because more than likely there's a reason why you've come to this point and i may not um understand why you got to that point but you know i may not respect how you are as you got to that point but i, I could probably be understanding of why you are the way the way you are and you know we talk off air all the time about people that i feel have you know underlying mental issues and uh i ain't mad at them man you know hey it is what it is. I, I can't change you. Hopefully, you uh you find that yellow brick road and you 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 find some peace. Uh, one thing that did happen in in January, and I'm not it's not one thing. There was a lot of tragedy from the the town that I grew up in, and you know when things happen like that, you tend to reach out to people that you haven't spoke to in a long time. And I was catching up with one of my classmates. And we were talking about, yeah, I remember this and remember this. I remember when you first moved to town and stuff like this. And she made the comment. She was like, you were the first person to to tell me like, oh, in the seventh grade, like you have big boobs. And then I and then we got into the conversation of kind of like how if that were to happen in a seventh grade classroom today, how that would be so not OK. And and it wasn't even the point of like oh I groped her or anything like that. It was acknowledging the obvious for what a what a twelve thirteen year old boy would would look at or or boobs. And it's like if you were to do that in this day and age, you probably have to register as a pedophile. <laughs> a pedophile in the seventh grade, man. Why? Hey, man. <laughs> I was I was looking I was looking at a looking at something earlier today, and I, I saw somebody basically um, combating the fact that, you know, it's people out there like me, myself, that I, I don't find the need to coddle people. Even as a, even as a single father, I don't need, I don't feel the need to coddle my son at every given moment. Obviously there are reasons to, to, to coddle and kind of uh, make him let him, let him know like, Hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be down. It's okay to express, express emotion. But I would say that that's 25 to 30% of what I'm going to do. Uh, and I say this to say that I believe that we've, we've shifted so much to coddling the female in society that that's why a situation like that would take place. Because I believe in the nineties, we were still straddling the fence. Like it was getting there, but it's nothing like we're talking 25 years later. And like, it's a full-blown gynocentric society, in my opinion, when it comes to the treatment of the so-called oppressed. And I feel like that's a that's a. It's sad to say that 
a, a little boy, a little boy in seventh grade. Once again, uh, I know y'all hate me, hate hearing me say this, but a little boy in the seventh grade would probably be more coddled and 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 paid attention to and appreciated if he decided to cut off his genitalia and become a woman. See, if it was if he was going in that direction, it'd be fine. But if he expressed any uh, what I would call normal heterosexual tendencies, then all of a sudden it's toxic masculinity and he, he, he needs to be, he needs to be castrated in that. And then once again, the end goal is still him losing his balls and becoming a woman in my opinion. But yeah, that's, 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 I feel like that's what coddling leads to coddling also uh, to me is a suppression of the truth in the sense. Cause uh, w- once again, we, we, we're not, we're not the type of people that are necessarily addicted to pain or we see trauma, which I, I've got to the point where I hate that word, but we see trauma as something that we, we need to obsess over uh, rather than just, just accepting the, the fact that reality has its highs and lows. It's as simple as that. I think people try to only pay attention to the fact that I say like, Hey, you know, life is not peaches and cream. The fact is, Life is life is highs and lows. Be prepared. To me, it's kind of like if I if I were to run for president of the world, I would run on the stance of so the fuck what. <laughs> what do oh, you mean? Honestly, because it's like okay, what are we gonna do about um, kids that are transitioning? So the fuck what? What what, what 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 am I going? What are, what are we gonna do about the kids that's not transitioning? So the fuck what? What are we going to do about equality for gays? So the fuck what? I'm going to treat everybody the exact same. I do not care. If you need to be working, go work. It's so the fuck what to me. Because to me, it's like with everything pushing towards equality, you're still pushing towards exclusion and preferential treatment. Like you just said, like you just said with the coddling, you know, if somebody was transitioning, they would... They would tend to be coddled more. No, I'm gonna treat you just like I treat everybody else. If if you're gonna you're gonna be um, a woman transition to woman, then I'm gonna treat you like they treat women. If you're transitioning to become a man, I'm gonna treat you like they treat men because that's what you want to be. This is the this is the this is the lane that you're choosing. So then you're gonna get that treatment. I I can't be preferential to that. And 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 it sounds fucked up, and I know it is, but life just isn't fair. So if you're transitioning to become a man and you're identifying as a man, but you want a special locker room, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I actually think that 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 adage "life isn't fair" isn't. I don't even think that that's correct anymore. As I get older, I hear that, and I'm like, it's not a sense of. I mean, like, what's fair to what's. I think well, I mean, obviously this is a hilarious, but Morticia Adams said this, and I think she said, "What's fair to the uh, butter? What's fair to the spider isn't fair to the butterfly." It's basically something along those lines, and and, and that's always sad with me because I mean, fair is subjective. So to to I mean, I, I can't really just sit here and say life isn't fair. That's why I that's why I approach life with the fact that we'll have highs and lows. Like as a person trying to transition. My my main thing is, you. I don't need to necessarily. I'm not against you transitioning. I'm not for you transitioning because I have no say so in what you want to do 
with your life. I feel like at this point, transitioning is like somebody wanting to get tattoos, somebody wanting to, somebody wanting to get, uh, you know, uh, um, breast enhance, breast enhancements, ass shots. Like you want to get surgery? Okay, why is that my business? Why does this need to be taken care of by the government? Why do you need to get special treatment by the government? You want to mutilate your body? That is on you. You want to you want to dress a certain way. You want to you want to do these things that to me, in my honest opinion, is a civil liberty. Like you want to change who you are, go right ahead. You don't receive special treatment for that. Because all you're doing to me is doing something that you have a, a liber the liberty to do. Because it's people you gotta understand something. All that derives from gender dysphoria. Like somebody doesn't feel like, oh, oh, I wake up one day and I'm like, dang, you know, I just don't feel like a man anymore. I, I feel like a woman now. Okay, I understand. That's fine. That's a to me, that's a first world mentality. How many people in Syria are waking up with that problem? How come we don't hear about Syrians and people in in Mongolia or you know people in you know the the middle of deserts in freaking uh, Afghanistan talking about dang. I woke up feeling like a woman today. I need to go get a transition. Like, you, the people in this country don't realize how much of a privilege that is to wake up and say, I'm about to cut my balls off. I'm about to go get a a, a, a penis or whatever the fuck they do. But it, it it's it's nonsense. I, th I think, I think it's two things. I think, one, since we're not there, we don't hear it. But even with that, I think their religious and cultural beliefs are so strong in those other oh, countries, that one, they're not going to publicize it, and two, they'll be killed. They'll kill you just for speaking it out. So, like you said, you living in America is a true privilege that you are able to privilege to help get tattoos. I was I was watching yeah. I was watching something. They were uh, it was about the 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 WWE going to um, Saudi Arabia to put on a show. And it was a it was a write up I want to say in CNN or something where they talked about how some people couldn't weren't allowed to go to the country because they had certain religious tattoos that they couldn't cover. And then they would show pictures of oh. like this is how this guy or the, this guy wrestles in the United States and his shirt off showing his tattoos, but he goes over and he has on this bodysuit. And th this these are the costumes that these women wear. But then they go to Saudi Arabia. They're wearing like T-shirts, and the only thing you can see are their faces and their hands, really. And so, you know, it's 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 amazing that what we take for granted here. And I know I do it on a daily basis, just taking taking for granted my my liberties of being able to. If I don't like the president, I can go out there and say it, and not have to worry about being killed unless I make a threat on his life. Like I can I can I can walk into McDonald's and I can say this shit fucking sucks. And then, you know, and not buy anything there. Or I could go into McDonald's and say it sucks and still buy stuff. Like, you, you just don't understand the, the basis of it. Like, even even being able to put this podcast out without it having to go through some review process. And they'd be like, nah, y'all got to chill. Y'all can't put this out because what y'all saying, we don't agree with as a government. And, a, and as strict as we see our government being, just imagine these other countries. Oh yeah, it's it's people it's people in China it's people that were in Wuhan, China, that were trying to reach out to the rest of the world. You know, obviously through their internet provider to let us know what was going on through the with the coronavirus, and they were suppressed immediately by their government. There were there was times when people in Russia were trying to speak out against what was going on, and in, in, in you know with the whole Ukraine situation, they were suppressed. 
you know, because they don't have the same liberties that we do out here. And the fact of the matter is, I still, once again, most places that don't or aren't consumed by Western ideals more than likely are not practicing this transitional, I want to get, like, they're not practicing that because that is a Western thought. That is a Western, to me, that is one of the cancers of adopting Western idealization. Like, it's it's wild. Like, obviously, they're, the, the people in that, you know, transgender community don't feel that way, but it's so much, there's so much proof out there that shows that these people need help way beyond their surgery. And once again, get the surgery all you want, but I guarantee you that still doesn't solve the problems, the underlying uh, personality problems that a lot of these people have. I feel sorry for them because when I hear about them getting killed, um, although po- these politicians try to pander and, and make it seem like it's some type of ep- epidemic or something uh, with, with transgenders being um, murdered, the truth of the matter is, you know, yes, transgenders happen to be a target, but there's supporting proof out there that a lot of these transgender individuals are in very unhealthy uh, situations. Their environments are not very supportive. And obviously, America is trying to be more coddling to them, which in turn, it's going to affect a lot of people in in some wild ways, man. Like, America is going in a dark direction. And like you said earlier, in the in the quest to 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 try to please these minority groups, you end up excluding the majority, and people are going to be hurt. Yeah. I see it happening all day. People are going to be hurt. Like America's playing a dangerous game right now, all because they don't they don't like the president. And and even with that, it's like like you said, when the when the majority is excluded, people get upset, and it's like, well, how come they're getting? I'm going to push back even more because. They're getting these privileges that I don't get. I think that's why a lot of you still see a lot of white supremacy because they'll look at black people and they'll say, oh, well, they're all on welfare. They're all getting these government handouts. And then they they think, one, that's my tax money that's going to them getting them handouts. And two, well, how come I can't get the same shit? You know what makes them so special, which is why which was was what spreads the hate, in my opinion. And so Definitely. people, people that people that can can identify and be like, well, they're a part of the white supremacist movement for everybody out there listening, understand something. The white elitist and the white upper class obviously truly doesn't, you know, have the desire to be on welfare in that extent. And don't get it twisted. There's plenty of Hispanics and whites that are on um, welfare in this country. But when you look at the ratio, I think it's I think it's I think it's a bit uh in, in our favor just based on the fact that we make up less than 15% of the population and a large majority of our population is in poverty and living on welfare, you know, and that's, 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 that's a, it's sad to hear, but you were going to say something. What you were going to say? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like the, I don't want it, but I, I still want you to offer it to me. Mm, yeah. A yeah, lot of people yeah. have that, that mindset is like, no, I don't necessarily want it, but I, I want, I want to be, I want to want you to offer it to me. Like even, even people, <laughs> even people, as egotistical as it sounds, as even people that don't drink, hey, yeah, I don't drink, but damn, you didn't even ask me if I want to drink. How do how do you know I don't drink? You know, how do you know I, I I don't want this 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 infamil? I, I don't want it because I'm <laughs> breastfeeding, but you know, still offer it to me. 
that's wild, man. It's entitlement, dog. That's that, just that's like, it. hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. It's offer it to feel, me so I, I can like say no. Should, <laughs> oh man, that's. I feel like that's a that's one of the the core problems in in, in intersectional relationships these days. Like when it comes to men and how they approach women, it's almost like you so many men out there are in fear of of being just a pawn to boost a woman's ego that they don't even want to do it anymore like what am i sliding her dms for just so she can say no like it gets it gets annoying it's like damn you know i see a good looking girl i want to holler at her i holler at her and it's like she's saying no is she saying no because she's not attracted to me did i approach her wrong like we don't even know but but here we are inflating somebody else's ego because that no is like it's liberating to them. It's like a it's like a power boost to them. That's a that's a wild concept, and it's almost like in re, women are doing women go out of their way to to I guess be beautiful as possible, but then say that they don't do it for men. And it's like oh okay cool I guess <laughs> I guess it, it's like you know? I don't I don't know if it was you or it was Keith that sent that post where this this. I think it was a woman. She said, you know, this guy had asked me out and I told him no. And then he didn't ask me again, but I really want to go out with him. I just wanted him to try harder. And and what's, what was, what was, I mean, aside from the obvious about that, if a man wanted to go out with a woman, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say, nah, you need to try harder. I, I, in my personal experience, in my personal opinion, if there was a woman that I want to go out with and she asked me, I would never, you know, hey, no, nah, you need to try harder or, or that wasn't enough. Like, I, I want you I want you to feel like I want to feel like I'm worshipped or, or I'm desired and, you know, that I'm that you're going to compete for me, even though I'm being dodgy. And that's to me, that's just super wild because. And I say this all the time, we as humans make things harder than they need to be. And so when you want somebody to try harder, you're looking at them, try harder. Hell, be glad this person tried it all. I've said it time and time again. Um, women, as young young girls, that's when they learn to manipulate. That's when they learn to play games. Down to you know, and once again, and and, and I, it's not it's not being mean, but the truth of the matter is, all of us as children uh, basically discover how to manipulate in order to get what we want. The obviously the cuter young girls extend that a lot longer than the boys do because by the time a boy is about eight or nine years old his cuteness and his manipulative tactics aren't as effective as the little nine-year-old girls so and i and i and i experienced this even in education like the little 13 14 year old girls you know they're you know well 11 12 year old girls they're still you know you know crafting their manipulative skills because it's just what they've been that's what they've been taught. That's how society brings up young women. Young women in the first world, they don't, especially if they're brought up in a household where they're an only child, man, the whole thought process of being a princess or being, you know, the center of attention is actually, it's very, it, it can be detrimental to how they navigate through society. For instance, you, 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 this, this little girl that's the center of attention, you know, that 
that seed that you plant in her is never planted in her to where she feels like I'm only the center of attention in my home. That is going to exceed, that's going to exceed outside. That's going to go outside the doors. Then they go to their daycares. Then they go to their, they go, they, they got the recitals they go to, they go to school. And there's always that constant need for attention and validation with these younger girls. But especially if they're, if that's what, how they are in the household, it's going to be that way. And it's constantly going to be that way. And, and don't, don't, don't let them be uh, pretty, you little pretty cute little girls. It, it, it's, it's even worse. Because in that moment, it, it, you, you have to ask yourself, when is it going to be the time where she learns that she isn't special? And, up, and, and until she reaches that point, and a lot of them probably don't reach that point until they're full-grown adults. And that's, and that's, and that's something that, And full-grown as that, in late 20s. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it time and time again, and and not even I'm not even just gonna pick on the only children. Uh, let's just talk about girls in general that grew up in quote unquote healthy households where maybe that she was she was a she had a brother or two or a sister and a brother. These these little girls still up until a point of at least fourteen fifteen years old, a lot of them are treated like the center of attention. There are obviously some exceptions. I hear girls saying, like, you know, I had two brothers and, you know, I was the only girl and me and my mom beefed. That that happens. But the reality is you have a lot of women that grow up in households where they're the center of attention because it was a mostly female household. And, 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 oh, man, when they have a dad, there's something I've realized for sure in the past couple of years is when these women, I used to, I never used to, I used to think daddy issues were obviously daddy issues is where the, the dad is absent and, you know, a girl kind of craves that male attention, but it's all at, at times it's often even just as bad when a dad is in the house because <laughs> that's, that's something that I actually had to come to the realization of. And I, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to be real specific. If the dad is a beta male soy field cuck, that is. Hold on, wait. (laughs) Beta (laughs) male soy Soy field field cuck. Cuck, Two C's and a K, right? C U C K. (laughs) There you go. Okay. (laughs) Had to write that down. When he is a combination of those things, when you approach this woman, your life is going to be a living hell. And I'm just out there warning you gentlemen. It is not the woman's fault. That solely relies on the responsibility of that beta male that allowed himself to be in a household where he never really established that he was the lead and he was the dominant figure in the household. Because what ends up happening is expectations are set. And we've all in society have adjusted to the fact that expectations are one of the leading causes of failed relationships. And a lot of women that have that constant male role, that constant male role model, that was the absolute worst ideal of a male role model is why you come across females that look at you in a sense of, well, you can't do what my daddy did. Well, your daddy was a motherfucking simp. And I ain't a simp, so I can't help you. And it, and but, it's a it's uh, a, a lot of it. 
number one, I'm gonna go go back. When boys are 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 told that they're special, it's typically associated with some type of athletic ability. You're you're a superior athlete. That's what's really making you special. Other than that, mm-hmm. I don't recall any any boy being told from a young age that you're special because you have these these values and these characteristics. Like like what like women are told. I think women are just told that hey, you're special because you are. Like we have to earn it. Yeah, there, there's nothing it. associated with that. Yeah, our cuteness phase like around five or six years old. Yeah, that's it. Now you're just a little badass little kid. <laughs> exactly, especially boys. Especially boys, and and then even even to go into the hold on, I had wrote this down the the beta male soy filled cuck. <laughs> to, to, I, 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 I had to take that note because because you, you, you was going off. I, I had a feeling you was going for a triple double today, so so I, I got the stats out. But um, in that situation, it's almost like you're not you're not really dating her. She's already sold on on you. You're really trying to impress him. Like you're, like you're almost dating him because he's gonna have so much influence over her because he was a dad that was there. In a generation where a lot of dads aren't there, black, white, or other, mm-hmm. and then when mm-hmm. and then when yeah, it, very much. and then when it comes comes to that, it's kind of like he's he's the, he's the manipulator, he's the string puller, and once you realize that, you have to you have to you have to communicate to her through him. If there's anything major that you want to do, it has to go through him and come back down through her. That's a horrible situation. Sounds, I'd rather, I'd rather deal. Uh, yeah, I'd rather deal with the uh, with the woman, because I've a lot of a lot of guys um, tend to feel um, a lot more pressure when they're dealing with a girl that's raised by a single mom, because obviously that single mom takes on the role of having to embrace her masculine and feminine energy in order to protect and provide for her daughter, which in the past thirty years to me has uh, sparked an evolution in women, in women, in first world women that has made them more masculine over time, which is why the uh, gender roles are constantly being blurred and hard to identify, uh, and, and especially in the black community. Um, and and that, in that sense, that's why men approaching, modern men approaching modern women these days, it's so tough due to the fact that there's so much confusion on what the role should be and what the expectations are it's it's an ugly market right now and a lot of it has to do with the standards that were set 40 or 50 years ago like i complained about before like like it's bad out here but yes um you you have these effeminized men that are uh that are the pretend leads in these households and the daughters are looking at you like you should be the same thing. That is a tough market to navigate through. Uh, you can only pray to God that you you come from a household. Because as a man, for me, if I had a daughter, I already know that, you know, you, I feel like it was funny because, uh, have you seen Bad Boys 3 yet? Yeah. Oh, how did you like it? Uh, I, I like that it was concise. I felt like 2 had, oh, okay. a, had a lot of extra shit going on for no reason. I felt like this one, they, they had the plot and everything sur- surrounded around the plot. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, why, why are we randomly doing this? I felt like there was a lot of randomly doing this in Bad Boys 2, but Bad Boys 3 was more concise. It stayed, the, the plot was was on point, and I didn't get I didn't get the Michael Bay that I normally get, but, you know, hey, I'll be all right. <laughs> Thank God. So, I didn't get the, all the random explosions and, and car flips and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was decent. 
Okay, I brought that up to say Bad Boys 2 had a moment where, you know, obviously know Kawhi Leonard going. came to the door. <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> My boy Kawhi came to the door trying to get Martin's daughter, and then you get these two men, you know, kind of, you know, imposing and intimidating, letting that letting that boy know, like, hey, bro, you're not finna come in. You better not be no punk-ass little kid, you know, coming here trying to just screw over my daughter because I always see this question on social media and it makes me laugh. It's like they, they say something along the lines of, um, gentlemen, uh, men, if, you're, if you knew that your daughter was dating a guy like you, like, what would you say? And in my honest opinion, if you don't, you know, knowing that we're in a society full of beta male soy filled cucks, it's uh, I know a lot of them are gonna tip over and be like, well, you know, uh, you know, um, no, no. In all honesty, I would actually prefer my daughter date a guy like me because I would be able to tell her what to expect if I'm just being 100 about it. Because to be honest with you, I, I'm always say this: I'm fairly, I'm fairly an average guy, and. I, although I don't, I'm not out here. I don't feel like I'm in a. Uh, I'm I'm to the point where if I'm talking about my 23 year old, 24 year old self, I I believe I approach relationships with the with the the happy wife, happy life mentality. So therefore, if my daughter were to approach somebody with that mentality at the time, I'm gonna just say, hey, at the end of the day, I feel like I can give her advice on how to keep him around, and that's the problem with a lot of guys today. A lot of these fathers really can't tell how to how to um, advise their daughters to treat these these modern men because a lot of these modern men grew up in fatherless homes. A lot of these mod- a lot of these modern men grew up, you know, the streets raised them and the streets taught them how to treat women. Uh, the TV taught them how to t- uh, treat women, and we all know that TV has changed drastically in the past ten years, even. So imagine what a fifty-year-old guy. Or a forty-year-old guy is what is he telling his his eighteen-year-old daughter on how to navigate through men these days? Because it's 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 just so different. And unless that man is really just a stern man and is is not you know, a, a beta male, so it feel cook, then he's probably not going to be able to tell her his daughter how to really you know talk to these modern guys. These modern guys are different. I, I think a lot of these modern guys tend to be t- kind of sippy, but at the same time, a lot of these modern guys, they, they're, they're calculated and strategic too. To be honest with you, I feel like modern men and modern women have so much in common today, and that's the ugly thing. That is what makes it so complicated for so many of us to get along. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to agree. And, and like for our generation, I feel that we are a tipping point because we're not... We don't have the same values and traditions that our parents have. And so, like like you mentioned, if I were a girl dad and a guy came came to my house to, to date her, I'm not going to be hassling this guy about, you know, oh, does he do, do you do drugs? What are, your, what are your intentions with my daughter or anything? Because I have, I have, I have to, I don't need to have any kind of faith or reassurance in you. I just need to know that you're going to, you're going to get her from point A to point B safely and back home. I've built into into my daughter the characteristics and the values that I believe that she should have, and I hope and I hope that she agrees the same because that I think that's where the conflict lies is like well parents think that these are the values that their children have and their children are aligned in a completely other different direction. Now, see me, yeah, I would yeah. I would hope that my daughter knows hey he needs to be he needs to respect me you know 
if if he asked me out on this date, he's paying for it. Yeah, I I got my own money, but this was his idea, so it's on him. He's not going to, you know, whatever whatever comes comes along with the dating or whatever that term is these days. Mm-hmm. But I'm putting that on her. So if if if, we go, if they go out, she come back, man, dad, you know, we went out and and you know I had to pay for the meal and he we we took my car and he drove my car and this that and the other. And then my only question is gonna be like, well, why'd you allow that if that's not what you wanted? I'm not gonna say anything to oh, him because you allowed it. Why did you allow that if that's not what you wanted? See, I feel like as a as a as a man. And as a as a rational man, I'm a, I'm gonna choose that word instead. As a rational man, it is very very good to as a woman for a woman to have a rational man in her corner. And I would always hope that that rational man is a brother, a father, an uncle, rather than some guy that just wants to bang her brains out and is settled in the friend zone. Um, based on the fact that I feel like that uh, that information is gonna be that advice is gonna be for coming from a lot more honest place. And with that being said. I think that is I think that is a perfect approach based on the fact that I don't think a lot of women are hearing that. And we both know that we come across a lot of women that hate hearing the truth. We they hate hearing how a situation should be handled. But that is the purpose of you correcting yourself. A lot of times you're correcting yourself because you're addicted to a habit that is self-destructive. So therefore, when you have somebody to check you. And to redirect you, you need to take that advice. It's as simple as that. And so much more with with this situations like this would iron themselves out so a lot sooner if people had reliable males in their corners to to relay that information to them. That's why I said earlier reliable and rational. These fatherless out reliable and rational. Yeah, that's why I said these fatherless households these fatherless households are just as bad as the households that are uh, infested with the beta male soy field cooks. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and That's it, the last song I'm gonna say. And, and to and to the point of like interacting with 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 different kinds of people, and and this is something that I've I've I've, I've hung my hat on a long time, and I've I've really recently had an epiphany about it when I would say, you know, a woman can't tell a man how to be a man no more than a woman a man can tell a woman how to be a woman. But now I realize at the same time, this woman has dealt with men, men she's dated, uh, her father, uncles, or whoever men she's been around. So she might be able to tell me what kind of man that she wants me to be, but she can't tell me how to be a man in general. Just like I can tell her, you know, this is the kind of woman I want you to be based on women that I've dated, my mother, my grandmother, my sisters, taking the good and the bad from all that. I can tell you what the kind of woman that I want you to be, but I can't tell you how to be a woman in general. Like we brought it up with parenting. Like I can't, you can't say, well, Jay, you don't have any kids. You can't tell me how to parent. No, I don't have any kids, but you know, I have a mother. I had a father. I got a stepfather, you know, and I've seen people parent and I said, you know, that's probably not the best way. That's probably is a good way to use. So I can tell you, you know, give you some, some, some of my thoughts and my opinions, but I can't tell you how to specifically do it. And I think a lot of society doesn't, doesn't take that into the whole, they just get defensive immediately. Cause I would get defensively defensive immediately. You can't tell me how to be a man. You don't know, you don't know shit about being a man. You ain't got no dick. You can't tell me shit to, you know, you can't tell me <laughs> nothing about that. But at the same time, I, 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 
there mm. are some perspective that you have that can be added. Yeah, my dad did this and it was bad. My dad did this and it was good. Like there's some perspective. It's like I can see, you know, some of these characteristics and stuff in there. But, you know, for the record, just never compare me to your dad. Ever. Ever. It's 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 hard for it's hard for a lot of these women to not do based on the fact that if their dad was a presence if, if their dad was the ideal man to them, and I'm gonna be 100 with you, if if most women had it their way, they would. If they if, if most women were in Westworld and they were constructing their old you know artificially intelligent robot, they would make sure that that artificially intelligent ro- robot was a beta male soy cook, because of the fact that that is what a woman desires, especially. Once they get to that point in their life where they oh they want to settle down and have a family. See before that they could, they don't mind dealing with the Arthur Fonzarellis, the Zach Morrises, and you know they they don't mind dealing with the uh, with the cool kid, the bad guy. They don't mind that because they're not being they they're not ready to settle they're not ready to settle down. They're not really serious about you know about life yet, so to speak. So a lot of them do want to go towards the the uh, the man that is the quote-unquote nice guy once they have reached the point once they reach their epiphany stage um that's why i personally feel like if i'm talking to certain women and i'm allowing her to tell me how a man should be i automatically know that she's trying to mold me into a beta male and i'm not gonna no that's because when it's all said and done most of us and i'm not even gonna put it on women most of us like some sort of control yeah. And more than likely, if you're if you're somebody, if you're a woman or a man that is seeking control, you are going to be looking for somebody that is more beta in the way they approach life because it's going to be easier to control them. The only and I've said this before, only the beta is and I say all this shit jokingly because I don't really, really like to think of it as, you know, us and being in the animal kingdom. So I'll go ahead and say only the man that doesn't know his worth, only the low value man is has adopted the philosophy of happy wife, happy life. No, no. And if if you if y'all if you guys seen the post uh, that we put on the examples podcast page about, um, I think a woman a woman that um, I think her name was a Shea Butter bitch. Um, she came to an epiphany and she was like, she was in her sociology class and she was like, um, basically her sociology teacher said, never, never compromise in a relationship or in a marriage, make sure you collaborate. And I, Mm. and I, and that stuck with me for a minute because it's, it's very easy to make a low value man compromise because of the fact that he sees little worth in himself. Therefore he will do anything it takes to keep you in the picture. Because you're the person that brings value to his life. See, a person that has high value is a high value person. They don't they don't seek the need to compromise who they are to make you happy because they don't they truly don't really need you in a sense of directing him to a life that is fulfilling. And it's very important to know. And that's once another 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 reason these relationships are failing today because of the the dynamic of how people approach relationships they approach relationships with the with the one the the one-way street mentality rather than we both can we know we we both need to go this way this is a me way this is the we way Mm -hmm. which way we trying to go and 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 i don't think people really uh i i think that and i say this all the time the tug of war in modern day relationships is what destroys them it's not about power 
it's not about power at all. It, it's the it's the. I feel like you go from a point where it's like, okay, this guy he has pursued this woman for six, eight, twelve, however many weeks, to the point where they get into the relationship, and basically. And you say it's not about power, but I think at, at the same time, if, even if I call it control, I'm, I'm meaning the same thing. He's giving it yeah, to her. Yeah. He's giving it to her. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything, you know, okay, she likes this. Let me do more of it. Okay, she doesn't like that. To the point where I've given her so much control, and now that we are in the relationship, what she says goes. So now it definitely is a happy wife, happy life, because I st- established from the beginning that, you know, whatever you want, I'm going to do. You want to go, I, I want to take you out. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to come wash my car. I'm going to be dressed clean. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take you to this. You know, all of this is coming out on me. And then at the end of the night, you're going to kiss me on the cheek. And you're going to go up because you're just not there yet. All right, cool. Next weekend, I do another date. Same thing. Kiss on the lips. All right, we progressing. And however long it takes you to get to whatever the goal is, whether it's just sex or for y'all to be in a committed relationship, you've continued to give that control over. So once you get into the committed relationship and you're going to tell her, hey, you go buy the groceries and I'll pay the utilities or anything like that, that's not going to sound good to her because she's in control. She makes the decision. Yep. So now you, you now you get there and you try to pull a 180 and it doesn't work. And now you're banging heads because you're trying to make her compromise and go to who you want her to be when you spent this time molding yourself into who she wanted you to be. I'm going to get my points off, B. I'm going to get my points off. Oh, no, no. We got we got time, man. I, I'm going to tell I, I was actually going to, you know, actually it was like kind of doing a case study. And I guess um I was forcing myself to finish Westworld season two. Westworld season two is awful. Um, it was so confusing. Opinion. I was so confused. And, and, and this is this is probably the only time I'm going to say something. And I I love the season one, and I realized something about season one. Season one was recorded in 2015. It came out in 2016, which was the year Trump got elected. 2018, I believe, is when season two came out, and I think the feminist imperative had gone full-blown nutshell, uh, full-blown nutso at that time. Okay, so I'm watching Westworld season two, and I say all that to say this. It was baffling to me. It was mind-blowing. I am befuddled at how Dolores... I know Dolores. Everybody that knows Westworld knows Dolores. Dolores went from this sweet, quaint little countryside uh, uh, little house on a prairie woman to this cold-blooded... 2012 version of Batman whispering, psychotic, gun-toting... Terminator! Fem- feminist. Oh. <laughs> and at that... Well, yeah, yeah, Terminator. At that point, when... She, it was a moment in the show, and this is this is why I'm saying all this, because this is a fucking hilarious. There was a moment in the show where the guy that had been pursuing her, I keep forgetting his name, the man that had been pursuing her and on her side... While she was on her mission, she loved him. They 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 technically loved each other as much as robots can love each other or androids can love each other. And it got to the point where although she loved him, she still reprogrammed this man <laughs> to be who she wanted him to be because while she was on her mission, he was not enough. He was soft. He was like the soft. <laughs> 
So although she fell in love with the initial characteristics of him being, because at the end of the day, he was still a fat, he still was a fast gunslinger. Oh, yeah. He still was a man, in my opinion. And he was just, he was a man in love and he was pursuing her. But at the time, she's going to war. That's not what she needed. She literally hijacked this man's main, his database and reprogrammed him. And this the killer part. This the killer. I'm not even finish it. I'm not even finish it. The killer part is <laughs> she don't even like him no more. <laughs> you sh- like, she changed she him was- into somebody that she doesn't like. It's 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 like Black Widow when um was it Age of Ultron when she was there with um Bruce Banner. She's like she's like I, I like you Bruce. But right now I need the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Push his full ass in the hole. <laughs> Push him to the hole so she can get the big green guy. So she can get the alpha male. Mm-hmm. So she can get the protector. That's exactly she wanted the protector and the provider. And they 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 will when when they know they need that. That's when they will go for that. It's, that's why I said if a, if a woman had her opportunity to mold and build her own man, she would more than likely, if it comes, if she's reached that time in her life where she wants to settle down to have a family, she is going to build a what, Jay? Go ahead, beta male soy field <laughs> cuck. That's what she gonna build, man. That's cool. That's just it, man. Like I, I it's remember. I don't, mean, I, I don't mean to switch subject, but I was supposed to go to this uh this uh charity event. I don't know if it's necessarily a charity event, but it's it's a uh, event they were playing four on four for Kobe Bryant. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bean. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to go to a four on four today, but I got I got I got shit to do today. You know, we're going to Puerto Rico next week, and I got stuff I got to take care of. But um, the dude that wanted me to come, the, another one of my teammates wanted me to come, and you know, I'm mean, obviously I'm gonna keep his name anonymous. I hope he don't hear this, but I just find it funny that I didn't think he was gonna be able to come because we usually hoop Saturday and Sunday mornings, but I didn't think he was gonna be able to come, and he was asking me, could I come? And I was like, man, nah, man, I got a lot of shit to do, blah blah. And he was like, no problem. And he was like, man, you know, you know, I'm only going because my wife gave me permission. <laughs> he, he, he didn't want to go hoop, but it's like, shit, since I got this pass, I might as well. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, I love all my niggas out there that's married, man. I love y'all to death. Like, I, I feel like y'all are doing something, obviously, that I have a little bit too much pride to do. You call me scared, whatever. At the end of the day, I just can't live a life where I got to get permit. Like, I'm per, the permission, the permission passes that ended when I was 17, low key. Like, just being real. I, I, just, I, I prayed I that I he said that jokingly. Yeah, he put a high after that. I mean, because the B100, like, this dude got his own business. Like, this dude definitely, as far as um, as far as the the corporate world, he's definitely an alpha male as far as how he, he handles himself financially. Got his own business. I call him Tony Stark. He's Tony Stark. Damn, I want to be Tony <laughs> he's Stark. He's literally the, the real-life Tony Stark. Damn. You say what? Damn, I want to be Tony Stark. I know, my bad, dog. <laughs> Hey, he, he's the real life Tony Stark. So when he hears this, you know, and I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a beta male at all. But I think, in the dynamic of his relationship, to a degree, men always know. Like you said, you have to give that power over because this is a high value man. Like, just got his own business. He's Tony Stark. Even even when I was in a relationship, like I knew what was a go and what wasn't a go for the most part. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even ask. 
<laughs> and then like I, I tell I tell my girl like later and she's like, Oh, you didn't even tell me about that. I knew I wouldn't I knew I knew you wasn't gonna let me do that. <laughs> I, I, I knew I knew that was gonna be off the table. I knew that there was gonna be some conflict that wouldn't allow me to do that. So I didn't even ask. Real hey, once again, that is something that my fragile male ego, as they call it, it's just I can't accept it because as I'm raising my son, I don't feel like I need somebody trying to raise me. I don't have self-destructive habits. I'm not a I don't like you said, you didn't go do it because you knew she wasn't going to, you know, be cool with that. But let's be 100, Jay. I don't know what it was, but it's a good chance you ain't want to do it anyway. Very true. If I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I probably, I probably, I, I'm actually, I probably put the blame on her. She had no idea. <laughs> let, exactly. let, let, let me talk to baby, see what she talking about, <laughs> and then just come back. Exactly. Nah, we got plans, boys. They gonna be able to do it. Exactly, because in those moments that you really want to do something, and it's something that you really want to do, and then when, then when y'all bump heads, like you said, in those moments, that's when you say to yourself, "Okay, this dynamic is bullshit. I ain't feeling this." That's when you have, I mean, obviously it goes away, it's temporary, but I believe that in due time, your average male is only going to have so many of those moments before he finally breaks, and he's like, okay, fuck this shit, and I think that happens a lot, that's why divorce rates are high, that's why there's so many single people out here, I mean, it is what it is, and I I was laughing because I just thought about how Tony Stark had to get permission for Pepper Potts in the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, once again, reducing himself to the beta male in order to, you know, in order to appease his wife. And obviously we're going to have the psychotic feminists that listen to the show that say, oh, you know, you know, you just don't know how to, no, I don't know how to treat women. That's why I'm fucking single. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid asses. But I always, that's, that's why you can't, go ahead. I always looked at it as, it's a courtesy to me. You know, if before I make any plans about me, I'm going to make sure we don't have any first. And that's fine. Yeah. But if 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 I if I'm hey you know me and the boys we gonna go to the bar and watch the game you know we are gonna do it Friday night. Oh well, I thought that we would do something. See, I can't, I can't, I need a. I, oh yeah, we were supposed to be going to my parents or this night, or we were supposed to be doing this. Okay, if we already had something, that's not gonna trump it. But well, I thought we were gonna do something, and then it turns out you know us doing something and sitting on the couch watching a Lifetime movie, I'm gonna be pissed. Because we you didn't have a plan for us to do anything. You just didn't want me to go do something else. And I don't appreciate that. That's when that, that's when that ball and chain come into play. And uh, I don't like playing that game, but you know you know how that go. Um, uh, give me one second here. I'm trying to do something with my computer. Um, either way, man. I, I, once again, I I respect people that have the balls to uh to um, set their ego aside and, and do the relationship game. But once again, I feel like people can't be mad at me because I'm not playing the game. I'm not out here breaking any hearts. I'm not out here disrespecting women. You know, the, the few women that I talk to, which is not very many, uh, the, you know, it's all love. You know, it, they, I, can, I can go, for me, it's just I don't have any real connection to, to like, the women that I talk to. I don't got to talk to them for two, three weeks. They hit me up. It's like, hey, you know, as long as we, we've established that. Like, ain't no rando that I just met a couple weeks ago finna, finna text me five days later. Like, oh, I was busy. Well, stay busy. But, <laughs> for, 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 
But for the most part, my homegirls that are established and been around for a while, they already know. Hit me up anytime, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. But even with that being said, like, I'm not out here seeking female friendships. Like, I'm I'm past that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. And a lot of the women I come across, they're in the stages of their life where they need, I hate to say it, but they need that beta male to come through and be the uh, the guy that's going to, you know, be that companion for the for the long term. And I just, I'm, I'm not the guy in that position. So with that being said, it's, it's all love, ladies. You know, you can't be mad at me because I don't want nothing from y'all. Nothing at all. And I, and I think that's, that's, that's when most of the women have, that have a problem with you, I think that's where it lies because you don't want anything from them. And I'm, I'm <laughs> still, I'm starting to realize that with, with, with the women that, that are the friends that I have, like, cause I treat them just like I treat my boys. Like I may not talk to you. I may not talk to you every single day. I may not talk to Trey every single day. But when I do hit Trey up, but Trey hit me up, there's no animosity. Like, oh, now you just want to hit me up out the blue? No, I don't want anything from you. <laughs> I'm not trying to sleep with you. Yeah. I'm not trying to date you. <laughs> I'm not trying to turn this into anything. You are one of the boys. So you know, if I hit you up, it's been three days we haven't spoke. I hit you up. Whoa, did you see that game last night? That shit was crazy. It was whatever it is. This is a friendship. These are the friendships that I have. And if you desire more and you desire constant contact, then, girl, you need to get you a boyfriend. Because I ain't the one, and I'm definitely not the two. (laughs) Hey, once a year, I understand platonic relationships exist. I don't knock them. I just feel like I've reached a point in my life where they, especially when I'm, I cannot deal with a woman that I know is seeking a long-term relationship, wants to establish a family, blah, 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 because I'm not trying to sound arrogant. I feel like I'm a fairly decent guy. I feel like your average woman, if, they, if, they're, if they're looking for a guy and they're looking for an attractive guy, we can make something work. So why am I putting a woman in a situation where I'm, it's almost like dangling fresh meat in front of a lion? It's, and you gotta t- you gotta tell the line like, hey, you know, you can only you can only sleep with this line, you can only hug it and stuff, but it ain't gonna go no further than that. So I feel like I'm not you know trying to put women in that situation because it can get confusing, and that's why I think a lot of platonic relationships become real confusing, even if you're looking at it from a friends with benefits dynamic. Like that stuff gets confusing too, because once again, if if me as an available guy is dealing with a woman that's pushing thirty, she's attractive. We're sexually attracted to each other. We get along fairly well. Why are we here not making something more serious about it? And it gets to the point where, for me, to as a man, I have to become more responsible in how I in how I approach life. That's why I feel like there's no need to entertain those relationships if I know that we can't reach like a respectable agreement on it. Because even if we re- if even if we reach a a quote unquote respectable agreement, it's still gonna be complicated, man. Because when sex comes into the picture, man, and shit shit gets wild. No pun intended. I see what you did there. Look, you you, you got your forty point triple double. You got you get to sit out the fourth. <laughs> it's just, it's done. How you how you want to end this, man? You want you want you want to tribute? You want to to speak on the obvious? You know, because I mean, obviously we were off last week, and for me. I, t- I decided to take the week off, you know, to, to you know, obviously to pay respects for, for for a legend. But you know, if I'm just being 100, you know, like, you know, uh, I kind of I'm I'm I've personally not necessarily moved on, but I definitely don't want to be on Instagram, 
so and Twitter soaping up all that. Like I'll be on there and I'm breezing through, but once I get too much of it, I gotta go because it's like, bro, like you know, I understand, you know, everybody mourns differently, but like I can I'm really to the point where like, hey man, let's, let's we got hopefully hopefully after however they memorialize his death as far as because once again I don't. There's talks about the logos. There's talk about renaming Staples. There's, you know, there, there, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about a funeral. I'm talking about a funeral. Oh, oh the funeral. Oh, okay, yeah. Because what they what they gonna? I mean, he's never never mind, never mind, just never mind. I was about to say some wild shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> man, R.I.P. Black Mamba, man. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say, man. I just, you know, and and Gigi and um the I think Adabelli. Uh, I don't know the other people. They're not, you know, obviously as commercialized as the I others. I think there was but, a, um, a, a couple of Chester's. I think it was three Alabellies, a couple of Chester's, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't remember the pilot's name because it was a little harder to pronounce. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's 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 hard for anybody, to, you know, to to accept the lost. I'm, I just, I'm just fearing my computer's going to shut off because it's fucking start doing this automatic uh, update for my uh, iTunes. But anyways, uh, it's I know it's hard for anybody to, to, to accept the loss. Uh, I, you know, we talked about it off air, and I just felt like, you know, those conversations that we had to me are private. I even had a conversation with my son about it. We lost a lot of people in 2019. We lost a lot of people in 2018. We lost we, – that, that's a big name we lost in 2020 so far. I don't think it's going to get any better. No. I think I think as long as I think as long as people uh, pretend that it can't happen to them, then you know it's gonna keep hitting people. I mean, cause you gotta really think about it. I mean, low key, that's you. You lost two. You lost two LA legends in less than a year. That's less than a year. And that's just two that I know about. I'm literally, was was it Nipsey like Grammy weekend too? Yeah, Nipsey was every full day. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, different. Yeah, but to me, it was April Fool's. I think it was March thirty first, though. Yeah, but uh, I mean, to to sum that up and and the and to kind of turn it into my whole words of advice too. Um, people people say you you've been seeing a lot of you know squash beefs and 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 everything because you know how Kobe had didn't have a relationship with his parents basically all because they didn't like they didn't like that Vanessa was uh, a Latina she wasn't African American, and so. I just want to I just want to echo that sentiment of like you know squash those petty beefs, like <laughs> it's just bad. Go ahead. it's just dumb to have to you sitting over there you beefed up and to the point where you don't even remember what the initial beef is about or to the point where the beef doesn't even affect you it's just what the other person that did for their life like you just looking at it and like oh I wouldn't have done that so I'm beefed up with this person man just squash these petty beefs. I respect that. I'm piggyback off this. I'm, I'm gonna say it like this, man. We, you know, you know, we, 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 we lose people every day, but it's very rare that we lose prominent people that have, you know, inspired millions of kids to pick up a basketball. That, you know, implemented the mama mentality in a lot of people. Uh, with with that being said, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't really feel like I have any petty bees. <laughs> So therefore, if you're if you have a petty beef with me, you beef with me. Stay gone. Just leave me alone. Cause that's <laughs> you supposed to say something positive, something uplifting. What do you say? Hey, I, man, I get you in here for these for the kids to sing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I, hey, I don't wish death on anybody. 
No, nobody. That, that's about, I don't wish death on anybody. I don't want anybody to go out that way. Because I tell, I tell, I told somebody the other day, man, forever can be 13 years. Forever can be 41 years. Forever can be 100 years. Like that, life is wild. But the fact of the matter is, and, and I'm and I'm not saying this to be an asshole. All I'm saying is, like, I'm good. We good. You ain't gotta hit me up just based on the fact that I don't. It's no bad blood. I just leave me in 2019 2018 2017 where you left me and it's all good that's all that's how it is with me like i don't i don't have it like i don't want to see any i don't think anybody that was even beefing with kobe but you my son if my if I, my son came out gay 22 23 24 or whatever and i even expressed to him like hey you know i'm not really gonna be too close to y'all because i don't fuck, i don't fuck with that you know that lifestyle i'm still not gonna wish death on him you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the the and so so I even imagine that yeah we only really got the one sided part of the Kobe Bryant and his parents side, but I'm pretty sure they kept some decent contact to each other. He had four girls, man. They got grandkids. You can't. You're not finna. You're not finna totally cut ties with them. It, it happens, but I'm pretty sure that you know some some um some mutual understandings and some cordiality was taking place amongst that relationship and that's the same thing I want to do with people when I see anybody I'm having beef with or this petty beef with that people probably think I have with them it's still going to be all love dap them up and keep it moving I just don't don't hit my line (laughs) All right, my guy you got got, got 15, 10 and 12 I mean you got 50, 10 and 12 this is it. This is, the game's over. You, but go put, go put some, go put some ice on your knees. Hey man, you already know what it is, man. We 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 coming back with the snippets next week, and um, like I said, we we took we took a week off for for for, for obvious reasons. And I hope everybody, I hope by the time everybody hears this, they're closer to their uh their morning their morning stage being over. And uh, yeah, obviously, you know, keep keep the mama mentality alive. And uh, with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries <laughs> Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary? Boundary.